There are 22 suicides a day by our military and veterans right now. So I do America's want strong all the viewers to understand part. that PTSD does veterans. not make veterans. 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 Interviews, stories, and perspectives on war and life in and out of the military, straight from the bastards crazy enough to do America's dirty work. Welcome to the EAS show, the long-awaited episode three of the EAS show. I am your host, Dan Willis, and joining me as usual, our co-host, Vinny Cataldo. Vinny Cataldo. What's going on, brother? Hey, nothing much. Nothing so. much. Just you got. I see some some notebooks. Oh, you know. Been doing a little studying. <laughs> it's all porn. <laughs> it's just notebooks full of porn. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So this is uh, this is a little bit different. We're doing a live show, a live recording of the EAS show, um, and we've we've decided to go with this format for a couple of reasons. Firstly, while um, the narrative versions of the EAS show were fun. They also took a solid 70 hours to, to produce, <laughs> which is an insane workload, um, just not really worth it. And plus, we didn't really get to remain topical. We couldn't get them out fast enough to, to kind of stay up on current events and things going on in the world. So we decided to kind of merge one of my old projects, The Brain Boss, which was a live show, with the EAS show. And now you have the live EAS show. How excited are you? Mr. Cataldo. Could not be more excited. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully our listeners and and we've added video. So our listeners and viewers will uh, will feel the same way. Very excited. Finally they get to see what we look like. <laughs> Those poor bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody on the internet wants to gives a shit about what we look like. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um actually with with listeners and viewers in mind, here is one thing I want to uh, actually really implore of listeners get in touch with the show we absolutely want to hear from you um one of the things that we did a lot with the brain bus was we engaged with listeners you email your questions uh if you have a guest that you think would be interesting for us to interview we have the ability to do dedicated uh, interview channels for skype and telephone calls now so we can just call them up and get you know studio quality recording from from guests all over the world as long as they have a phone or an internet connection, we can, we can hook up with them. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear your ideas for the shows, topics you'd like to see covered, stuff like that. So send us your emails at rtbmag at gmail.com. That's rtbmag at gmail.com. Additionally, you can follow us all over social media. The handle is at rtbmag. That's ubiquitous across all platforms. So like Facebook... Twitter and Instagram, although I haven't done anything. <laughs> I haven't done anything with the Instagram again. I'm gonna put pictures up of myself. Just just working on the website. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure we'll figure some kind of artwork or something to to put up on the Instagram account. But follow us all over social media. You can shout us out on there. We'll get in touch with you um, however you want to do it. Um, but yeah, we absolutely want to hear like I said, questions, 
people to interview. Uh, if you want advice on like whether or not you should stay in the military, we have we have an email. Uh, we have a question from a guest at the at the bottom of the show. Got an email. He wants some advice from Cataldo and I, two guys that are out. You know. So look, we'll we'll do all kinds of stuff we'll, to get involved with our listeners. Just uh, shout us out, hit us up. Um, quick with you, Vinny. Things going well? Yeah, things are going well. School keeping you busy? Very busy, nonstop busy. Kids and you know wife. Yeah, yeah. Having a family, having kids, going to college—that's that's enough. That's enough. That's enough to keep your world spinning pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a full plate for sure. And you and I happen to both be in that. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> 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 Mazel. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's just roll. Let's talk about we're gonna we're gonna cover this week's show and move right into it. Um, like I said, we're really pumped. So, the live format is kind of like my thing. I like doing live shows. I think they're more entertaining, more entertaining. And a little bit more spontaneous, like, yeah, we've got show notes, but I'm not reading from a script. Neither are you. So we're just kind of rolling with this. Um, But look, unless you listeners, America, unless you've been living under a rock, shit's been pretty crazy since November, let's say. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... I'd almost venture to say, and maybe I'd like your thoughts on this, Vinny, but I'd almost venture to, venture to say it's to the point where, like, Western society and, and what democratic politics mean to us as a people, like, those things, fundamental questions are being asked uh, and maybe put on the table that otherwise haven't been on the table for a really long time. Like what? What do you mean? Well, I mean, just look at the look how rancorous the the environment in D.C. has been. You know, everyone's basically calling the the Trump administration a fascist regime, and they're already out there, you know, banging their pots and pans and wearing their vagina hats, whatever, uh, <laughs> writing their articles. Um, yeah, they're they're fucking saying this guy is they're fascists. You know, this is this is the end of democracy. I think Der Spiegel ran a uh, a cover. I'll try to find the, the artwork for it for the video, but they ran a cover on one of their recent magazines of, of a Trump caricature cutting off the head of the Statue of Liberty. You know, like, obviously, really incendiary, has some, some you know, some, some uh, terrorist kind of insinuations there, like doing a, doing a beheading. It's obviously Trump is saying, oh, he's killing, he's killing democracy. I mean, that's the mood. That's the tone we're in. Would you agree? Yeah, but I mean, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he elected <laughs> in a fair and free election? I, I mean, so I've been told. You, you necessarily get who you voted uh, for. <laughs> That's kind of how it works out. Yeah. No, haven't you heard? Russia, Russia hijacked it and won it for him. So, if you, anyway, I mean, I, so we say all this to say that hey, there's a lot going on right now, and additionally, there's a lot of veterans that are now moving away from other business models and turning to media to kind of speak to the veteran community as a whole and and, in some instances speak for them. And I don't want to, I don't think rtbmag.com, I don't think our site, our project is an attempt to speak for veterans as a whole, but it is an attempt to reach maybe some veterans that haven't been getting um, spoken to by the players that are in the media space right now. So that's what, we kind of want to do with this show and with the site in general. Um, 
I think that I don't know. Is that is that too lofty a goal? No, it seems. Uh, I think. Doable. Yeah, I think it's doable, and I think the veteran space needs another voice. Some yeah. more voices. Yeah, another voice that uh, a voice that isn't uh, chest beaten. Yeah, and we'll get in. We've got some some examples of some chest beating that 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 went down recently. I may or may not have published something that was kind of flew in the face of a veteran-owned company recently, which yeah, may some, uh, some people may have gotten pissed about that. You know, it comes with the territory. We're we're not afraid of of we're not going to write anything we can't justify writing. We're not going to publish anything. We you know, there's a reason, and we're not we're not just out there bashing people. There's there's a rhyme to our reason, or you know, whatever. Well, let's get into some. Let's talk about some headlines real quick. We'll, we'll here's how it'll work. We'll run over the headlines. It'll be our quick hits, and then uh, we'll roll into a more uh, a, a more thorough discussion that that Vinny and I that have been our, on our minds for a while that we kind of want to share with you guys with the rest of the world. So, let's talk about some big headlines. First of all, if you're in, we're Afghan vets, so this really resonated with us. Um, the head of U.S. forces in Afghanistan is calling for more troops to break what he is calling a, quote, stalemate in Afghanistan. General John Nicholson Jr. from the Army. Um, plussing up forces in Afghanistan? I thought the war was coming to an end. I thought the war was unwinnable. So on that, I'm glad you mentioned that because... <laughs> He was asked publicly, you know, what did we win or lose in Afghanistan or something along those lines? He said, oh, we're in a stalemate. Stalemate is the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what, what was the what, what was defined victory? Right. What a were stalemate. we? You, fuck, you shake hands and you you walk away from the board, you know. That's right. You leave. <laughs> right. It's over. So we have the commander of Afghan forces for the United States. And, you know, talking like it's not over, um, not only is it not over, we're going to send, we want to send more people. I don't think it's been approved. Uh, and he said, he did say it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, U.S. forces. It can be coalition forces. But, hey, you know, in either, in either case, whatever the, the, the method they end up using to plus up people on the ground in Afghanistan, you're putting more lives in danger. Yeah. For what? Yeah, American, Afghan, whoever, the, you know, everybody, everybody's... In danger for what? They don't want us there. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. And we're going to roll in. We're, we're going to expand on this discussion a little bit more because, you know, what we're doing in Afghanistan is important because it's costing a lot of money in a very corrupt nation and people are fucking dying still. And while we're over here arguing about whether or not, you know, an executive order rises up to a, a Muslim ban, we're still fucking killing Muslims. Right. And we have been for like, you know, 20 years at least. Yeah. So let, I don't think the, the conversation is super honest, uh, but and we'll get into it a little bit uh, a little bit later. Let, roll into Donald President Trump's President Donald Trump's immigration ban is 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 facing heat. Uh, on Monday, it was in the let's see here the ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, I'm sorry the the. Um, there was a, a federal court that issued some kind of stay or some kind of legal action against the, the executive order that went through the Court of Appeals. And basically they upheld that, you know, the, the executive order is somehow unlawful. Um, I didn't actually read into any of I didn't read the, the decisions from the courts, of what was said. But I wanted to get, you know, I didn't I didn't vote for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump this past election. And, and kind of my politics went through 
the ringer over the past couple of years anyway add to that a crazy you know election season but you know i think as you you as a, a pretty pretty vocal trump supporter i mean the travel ban like where do where do you stand on this now and i guess where where does this ban stand it wasn't i mean i don't mean to put you on the spot there i guess that's an, an unfair an unfair uh question it's, it's never a ban it was a pause you know as as new right things were implemented to properly vet these people coming in you know like it was never a, an outright ban like that that's it's a Muslim ban, isn't something like eighty-seven percent? Which of all. that's how they ran every every article, right. every website, every news story is a Muslim majority country, Muslim majority like it was ubiquitous. It was crazy, right? And it's completely not true. Like, there's tons of other Muslim countries that have free access to America, same as they ever did. India, but, Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. The list goes on. Yeah, there's a lot. Countries are you know hand selected, not even by Trump, but you know by the Obama administration as you know. Uh, trouble spots, you know, around the around the world, and you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Like in terms of like, you know, we need to figure out who these people are before we let them into the country. What's wrong with that? You know, everybody's had to. Yeah, and I, it's the the public the the backlash. Here, here's the way it looks to me: is the media keeps calling this a Muslim ban. You know, that gins up a lot of public support to like, well, fuck this guy if he's being a bigot. Right. Because we're, you know, we're anti-racist, anti-bigot, at least, you know, in, in, in word, if not in deed. Um, it rallies the support to kind of go out and push back against this. But if it's all if it's all basically wrapped in a misunderstanding or kind of a, a, a slanted angle or a slanted a slanted bend from the media, then it's all for naught anyway. And I guess I, I just don't think that the conversation that, that most Americans are having regarding this, this executive order is honest. Yeah, I mean, like, if you were to ask somebody who is staunchly opposed to the to the immigration ban, like, you know, do you have a problem with people, you know, being, you know, de de determining if the people are who they say they are? Like, you know, if these people are, you know, a, a fit for the country, whatever it is, you know, like, is, is that an issue that you, you know, that we ask a few more questions? You know, why are they going to say no? You know, there's no reason to to not investigate somebody. You know, it's not racist to, to say, you know, prove it, you know, like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no, it is if any, it is if they're Muslim, well, evidently. Yeah, more than you know, you, you know, a fucking guy knocks on your window and says, "I'm a cop." You know, like step out of the car. He's not wearing a uniform. Like, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's not it's nothing to ask another question. You know, like show me a badge or something. You know, like, it's not. You know, I don't have right. You're well within your right to be like, well, I need to see some proof. Right, the, the hysterics. You know, like it's, it's not about them being Muslim. He's not banning people because they're Muslim. There's there's no mention of the word Muslim on the fucking on the order. You know, it's. it's, it's but the but the optics, the hysterics, the media runs with it. And plus, I mean, you know, I'm not going to apologize for anyone in Trump's cabinet because he's surrounded himself by some really, you know, <laughs> if at the very least, optically strange people. You know, Sean Spicer is about my favorite person to watch to watch videos of because that guy's just a fucking buffoon. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I think that you, just because, you know, these guys are almost impossible to like <laughs> doesn't mean that that they're being these insidious, awful, 
uh, despots that are fascists. And, they, they, you know, that a lot of people that are yelling that are fascists are basically saying, well, go out and break the law and, and let's usurp this motherfucker. That's pretty fascist in and of itself. Well, and I'm sure right, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about Donald Trump on this show. <laughs> I promise you that. So we'll move on. Um, according to the L.A. Times, children and civilian deaths are on the rise in Afghanistan. And this came from a U.N. report that was released last week. Um, for 2016, 923 children were killed in Afghanistan, which is a 25% increase over 2015. 2,589 kids were injured in 2016, representing a 23% run rate or grow, you know, growth rate over last year. And there's obviously been a lot of backlash uh, over the the conflict in Afghanistan on the on the heels of this report, um, in the UN, interestingly enough, the last note I'll, I'll, I'll pull from that is they attributed sixty percent of the deaths and injuries uh, to Taliban, twenty four percent to the government in Afghanistan, and the rest to other insurgent groups, quote unquote. Um, so regardless of where it's coming from, it's clear that, that it's not just the Taliban. And I'll bet that 60 percent number is is inflated. I don't know how they're proving that or how they're 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 building the math around that. But um, you know what what is definitely without a doubt, you know, even the good guys kill lots of civilians too. Yeah. And I don't know if it's fifty fifty, but um, apparently it's on the rise, and sending more troops. To Afghanistan is not going to do anything to to reduce that. I mean, it's funny if you put a, a ton of them, like if you occupy Afghanistan, yeah, the Taliban will chill out because they don't want to just die. They're not going to win toe to toe. But that that make that's that's your dilemma. You either take this country over and annex it, or you leave it the fuck alone because anything in between is just going to be blood loss and dollars that you're setting on fire. Right. All these people are going to get caught in the middle of the fight, you know, and they're going to get killed or. You know, you're going to pull out and they're just going to fucking swarm back in and, you know, make up for a lot of time. Yep. Which is exactly what 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 we saw happen on your second deployment. You know, my first deployment to Mars. It's, the, the, it's exactly what we saw for seven months. Yeah. You know, they were on the they were on kind of just the sideline for the most part waiting right, for us to leave. And they were just going to fucking waltz in and just take the place back. They're running the clock down, you know, and why wouldn't they? You know, like, they're not going to fucking, you know, four guys with an AK, you know, brilliant. Yeah, you know, like what? They're not gonna win against us, you know. No, they don't have they don't have the equipment or the people. You know, like that—that's how they win. They win on time, you know. Exactly. They can always wait us out. But um, unless we're gonna be a permanent occupying force in Afghanistan, like we we can't. Which that's that's that's, yeah, that's not something that was ever supposed to be the end game here. Right. That is not the goal. Right. A and A were supposed to step up and fucking run their country, and and the A and A are getting slaughtered. They're yeah. getting, you know, everyone, Marines especially, we love to fucking talk shit about the ANA. And and really, I don't think a whole lot of people who know our story or know a lot of our stories would would argue. Like, there was some shitty ANA, and actually one of them ended up killing one of our best friends. You know, so, like, we get that the ANA were shit, especially relative to to us or to U.S. forces or to any other coalition forces. They don't, they were, they're, they're just not us. They don't, they're not, they're not geared out that way. They're not educated like we are. They're not physically fit like they're just they're, they are below the bar but nonetheless they are people that are at least most of them are signing up to put their balls out there on the chopping block in defense of some kind of or maybe just to make money get their paycheck but whatever 
they're getting they're getting left out hung out to dry by the government the government and the the upper echelon command that we installed and they're getting picked apart yeah so it's yeah, like no one's winning anything here yeah they're not ready for the fight you know and they yeah. I mean, they, they were never good. Like, right. My, they were, they're garbage. <laughs> Despite how much, you know, uh, the storyline about, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the transition's going well. We're handing over all these operations. We're training them up. We're gearing them up. You know, like all, everything, the, the, the handover is smooth. Like, it's all bullshit. It was all, it was all a storyline. You know, none of it was real. Yeah, I remember my second deployment, like walking around and seeing these old fucking A&A outposts that are now, you know, empty or Taliban right or spots you don't want to go around because now it's a fortified Taliban position all the while you've got the 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 CEO of one of the companies we were ripping with out there going man what you guys did here the first time really made a difference like yeah just because they're it's not the wild wild west right now doesn't mean the moment we leave that this is still going to remain in in civilian control like anyway more great news out of Afghanistan um an active duty, I believe, captain in the Marine Corps sent a, wrote a scathing letter uh, condemning the top brass, the leadership in the, in the Marine Corps. I think in the in the Pentagon, D.C. area, especially. And you know, from our experiences, I have to echo not maybe not everything what he says, but we definitely saw things get increasingly political from 2012 on to when I finally got out in 2015. You know. Things were coming from Washington, from the Pentagon, to the squad really fucking quickly. Yeah. Um, and things, yeah, things changed. He's basically saying that in this, in this letter, which you should read on the Marine Corps Gazette, is who ran it, I believe, last week. Um, this, is, this is a great quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> i got to make sure I read this right. Oh, he was asking, so, quote, why then is there such a divide between the organizational energy an innovative agility of our Marines and the depressive stagnation found within the supporting establishment. I believe I know a big part of the answer. Self-delusion. End quote. So he's basically saying all these leaders want to use buzzwords like innovative and, and you know, forward-looking and just being a, a big-picture thinker, all this bullshit, but they don't have any infrastructure to support that. They don't have the pipes or the, 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 the framework that... T- it isn't the words that's that, that are the magic in that situation. It's the action. It's the deed of, of actually being innovative and being forward-looking. And, you know, no, it's much easier just to type it up in an, an email or a memo or a MAR admin and, and fire it off and call that leadership. Um, but it was a ballsy piece. I encourage all you guys out there to go check it out, um, especially if you're if you've been less than happy with a lot of the command climates out there. Over the past few years, not saying I am or was. Maybe I was. <laughs> I was pretty. <laughs> um, and lastly, Veterans Stand is a nonprofit organization. Veterans-Stand.org. They are the mobilizing force that organized two thousand veterans to show up to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Pretty sure it's South Dakota. Uh, to to <laughs> protest the Dakota Access Pipeline back in December, and actually got, I think they they there was supposed to be a deadline. It's supposed to be off the property by December fifth. They obviously didn't leave, and some kind of easement or something got denied because of their presence. Now, 
of course, um, President Obama said, oh, we'll make sure we'll do, they'll do an environmental review before we re- restart construction. And then Trump came in and said, nope, start building right now. <laughs> so these guys are, going, are showing back up. They're there. Um, they've got between now and February 22nd to you know, vacate the, the premises, which they are planning on not doing. They've raised $180,000 on uh, via crowdfunding to to support and supply all the veterans there. Several thousand, according to uh, one of the guys we have on the inside. But we're talking to somebody. We're kind of gonna. I'd like to follow and see what happens here. I don't know. According to the veteran stand folks, um, the 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 Treaty of Laramie from 1851 granted these Sioux tribes rights to this land that the the United States government has essentially you know, just throw <laughs> wadded up and thrown away and said, nah, fuck off. Now, I don't know anything about how the law treats treaties from 150 years. I, I don't know the, the, the chain of events from that treaty to now, but, you know, it's they are convicted enough that they have, I don't know, enough of a justification to, uh, to arrange for financing, you know, uh, upwards of 150 grand to keep them there. I think it's pretty crazy. Um, and it's not getting a lot of coverage. I don't Have you seen anything about this? And no, no, I haven't seen anything. any of the major outlets. No, they're too busy. Claim, you know, running around pretending DC's on fire. Oh, the country's on fire. Yeah. As I said, <laughs> top of the show. Um, well, let's get into our, our, our talk for tonight. We're, what are we running? We're running 25 minutes. This is good. This is solid. We might come in under an hour. All right. All right. Let's do this. Um, so, Vinny, you know, we've seen it. We, we saw when's the first time we saw like a uh, a Matt Best video, like an Article 15 video or, you know, some one of those T-shirts like, you know, fuck bitches, shoot guns or some shit. When's the first time? Yeah. When's, when's the first time you ran into that that kind of a parallel or message? Was it was it at Lejeune? Uh. I'm not sure if I was aware of where it was coming from, but there was, I think, I'm not sure which came first, like the attitude, you know, like the, 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 the sayings or the, the marketed sayings, you know, I'm not sure. But. I feel like, I feel like the, the, um, it grew out of the videos that Matt Best started making early is the attitude. And then they started merchandising around the popularity of like basically being, you know, the quintessential operator all the time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and being like, you know, fuck the world, we're grunts, or we're, we're whatever, like... We're death-dealing sex machines. Yeah, you know, and, and so you, you had these other companies crop up out of it. You had uh, Ranger Up, which is from a, a former captain in the Army. I think Nick Palmachano. Crazy last name, hard to pronounce. Um, you've had a, a bunch of brands pop up. You've got the Donnie O'Malley Project, which we talked to Donnie, um, which I, I'm excited about. I actually think they're going to foster some writing talent over there out there in California. But you've seen a lot of veteran brands kind of focus on one really narrow <laughs> mindset of what it is. Like, and most of it's comedy, but some of it's political. Like Ranger Up is routinely political. Um, Black Rifle Coffee, routinely <laughs> political. And that leads us to what, what Evan Hafer, who is the founder and CEO of Black Rifle, did a couple weeks ago. He put out this, this tweet uh, in response to Starbucks annou- announcing they were going to hire 10,000 refugees, which was political. Fuck Starbucks for that. You know, that's 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 clickbait. 
You know, that's attention grabbing. All you're doing is putting out a a, a popular headline to, to sell more fucking coffee. But Hafer responds in kind by saying he's going to hire 10,000 veterans. Oh, you know, that's a lot of employees for any business. <laughs> So uh, me being the dickhead that I am, I went and kind of ran some of the math in a, in a piece we ran on the website last week. And the, look, it's he needs $200 million to do what the things he said he's going to do at the very least. And what he probably has today, I, you know, if he has 10% of that, I'd be shocked. But the response we got uh, was from some veterans was, you know, fuck you. This guy's a veteran. Why aren't you supporting? You're a veteran. Why aren't you supporting his shit? So why aren't you? Well, and the answer is, well, let's get the, just because we're both veterans, like that doesn't mean I have to uh, consume whatever fucking trinket this guy wants to slap a picture of an AK-47 on and tell me it's, you know, buy grunts for grunts or, you know, whatever. Like, that's marketing. And, okay, cool, I get it. You're, you're, you're hitting a, an audience there. I don't have to fucking like that. And also, you don't speak for me as a veteran. Right. You know, that, that you want to engage in a publicity stunt with Starbucks and kind of, you know, sharpen up your elbows to, to sell some more of your, your stuff, fine. You know, that, that doesn't mean I get a, I get a buy that, this line that you, you keep telling me it's not a publicity stunt. No, this is real. This, we're going to do this. Like, okay. Really? Because when I look at the math, it looks pretty fucking impossible. <laughs> And, and why now? Like, why all of a sudden? You know, and it's all about Trump voters, and we, Trump voters don't have a coffee choice. Like, okay. Why do I got to drink my politics? Yeah, I had a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee this morning. I don't know what the fuck. You motherfucker. You're what's wrong with this country, Doc. Are, are we boycotting Piece of him? shit. <laughs> shit. I didn't that know. Means, that means you, you voted for Nader. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, I mean, how ridiculous, like how full of sh ourselves do we have to be as veterans as, as a like, oh, you're not buying my coffee because you have different political opinions than I do and you don't want to drink them? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Why is that not okay? Yeah, it's getting to the point where like, yeah, yeah, I go to fucking, you know, I go to the store and I have to pick up each brand and Google whether or not. And do I agree <laughs> with the the political stance of, you know. This this I, I gotta buy diapers, loves huggies, loves huggies. <laughs> search which one political side they're following. Oh, we are taking this to to lengths that we're, we're not we shouldn't be. Yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. It's exhausting. Like, yeah, like who am I supposed? Who am I? Who am I mad at? Like I'm I'm still angry. Point me to who I'm supposed to be mad at. Yeah. And and isn't it inherently veteran? Like we talk about you know being the brotherhood after we get out, how it never dies. We're always a part of this fraternity. Fraternity. Um, isn't like half of what you do when you're in like busting the balls of other like hey shake the fuck up asshole or you're gonna get somebody killed you know why does why does all of all of the critical you know thinking go away after you get out after you're no longer active and it's just everyone's just sucking everyone else's dick because we're all veterans like do or is, is police your own or you know maybe like hey let's not be uh consummate chess beaters just to sell stuff for a brand yeah you're right we've lost the ability to call bullshit bullshit you know like I'm going to go to the Driftwood you know, fuck three bitches today. Like, hey, you yeah, shouldn't do that. Time. It's 11 a.m. Oh, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't tell me what to do. We're both veterans. Yeah, hey. All right, but, but meanwhile, he's telling you what to do. Yeah. 
All right, man, why whatever. Why supporting my website, motherfucker? Like, I'm a veteran. Yeah, why can't we, like, I guess the question is, why can't we criticize these brands? Like, they speak for a portion of the community. Right. And it's not that... It, it's not that like that that you know liberal versions of this of these messages don't exist because there aren't liberals or, or or people with progressive politics in the military. It's because they don't fucking wear their politics. Yeah, they'll get fucking stepped on. And how many people would show up with like a grunt style shirt at the barracks? Like, what happens to that guy? Yeah, come to the barracks with a grunt style shirt on. That's a guaranteed way. First of all, you're not going home with that shirt. That's gonna get ripped off and set on fire. Yeah. And, you know, you're probably going to get jumped. <laughs> like, don't People don't wear that shit when you're in. Like, why does it suddenly become, like, badass to wear it when you're out? Yeah. It's just a big fucking douchebag flag to me. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to make so many friends with this show, man. Oh, I love it. I mean, this is what I want, though. I want the honest, genuine conversation. I think this is what a lot of veterans want. They're not getting this. And and when they and when they say they want it on social media, they get attacked. Like, oh, you you know, get with the program, faggot. I was picking up my kids from school the other day, and like, you know, before they get out, everybody stands around. All the parents stand around, and we wait for the doors to open. There was this fucking guy wearing a uh, a hat, American flag hat, big big fucking American flag. Uh, he was just fucking tacticaled out. You know? uh, like, like, just love standing it. there waiting for his fucking daughter to get her school. Like, you know, like military pant, cargo pants, you know, boots. 511, 511 yeah, pants. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything with 511, you know, fucking Molly on his, yeah, everywhere, you know, but yeah, like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you getting on a plane to, to, to Iraq, like in 20 minutes? Uh, I just fast roped in. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's all these you know blowhards that want to be so badly in that club, and it's like, first of all, that it's that club isn't as glamorous as you think it is, and and secondly, you're fucking the, retarded. You're <laughs> you look club. ridiculous. All you want to do is not be in the club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I just I you know it resonated with me that ha we're not we're not willing as veterans to to look introspective that maybe some of the issues we face as a community are not just a byproduct of this toxic society we live in that hey maybe some of the issues that we face as a community require some some personal fucking responsibility and that feeding like creating these echo chambers that okay even though yeah it's a t-shirt it's a cup of coffee you know like what's the big deal dan all right i get that but it starts as as just a t-shirt and a cup of coffee but you're reinforcing this idea this this uh image of yourself that's that's false it isn't real yeah you know I, like I, as much as you want to believe it that maybe that's 10% of who you are as a human being but I don't think you should hang your entire identity on on these companies that are only pandering to you so they can fucking live the lifestyle they want to live, which, hey, that's capitalism. You know, that's what that's what you do. Find a niche, market it, take your margin, retire. But, um, you know, that that doesn't mean that uh, that your effort that just going through that makes you virtuous. You know, you can do that selling. You know, I can sell crack to babies. Like just because my my product moves <laughs> doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> anyway, I mean I'm sure this isn't the first time we exist basically because all these brands exist. 
Yeah. I mean, a year ago, we were all talking about, man, I wish there was a fucking voice out there, a website out there, a, a, a media brand out there that was not just all about, you know, yeah, we're veterans all the time. I'll kill all of you. Fuck your finals. You know, we had Mackler on the first show. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. We're, we're human beings. You know, we're people. We're not, we're not these crazed machine animal. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So we, we mentioned at least two or three less than positive stories about Afghanistan, which maybe tipped our, our hand a little bit. We're, I want to get into these comments from, from General Nicholson. Why the fuck... Are we going back? Like, why are we talking about plussing up our forces in Afghanistan? My second deployment, as I understood it, we were fucking demailed. That's what we were there for. That was the mission. In fact, that was so much the mission that, you know, our posts were were taken down before we even left. We were standing post in Matt V's. Yeah. Because we had already torn the shit down and demoed it. Yeah, these giant fucking bases on my first deployment were nothing. My second, you know, like we were, everything was pulled back. Everything was... Yep. You know, give, give it back to the Afghans. Like we were never there, you know. But <laughs> according to this, this General Nicholson, no, 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 we're in a stalemate. We haven't lost shit, and uh, yeah, you're you're going back, bitch. <laughs> or maybe you're going back for your first time, or going there for your first time. I don't know. I just, uh, of course, the the mission, the mission they're saying is is training and advising. Which is the worst, the worst euphemism. It's the, it's the most transparent euphemism on the, on the face of the planet. You know, it, that just means it's either mostly SF, still just pulling the trigger. They're hooking and jabbing. And we're also doing it with, with, uh, with local forces, with A. You can train a fucking 18-year-old kid to go to war in, what, six months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been there, what, 15 years? Right. Like, we, they haven't been able to... Those motherfuckers either know how to fight or don't want to fight. Right. They, they, they're either right. They know all we can teach them by now. Some, something about our mission has inherently been failing for years. There is no mission. And this I, is I unwinnable. Right. Like my, what were we there for? Shoot people who were shooting at us. You know what I mean? Like that, that's all I knew. If they shoot at you, they're bad guys. Shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, everyone talks about, oh, you know, we, we were there protecting American liberty. What, what is every guy? You get on the fucking ground, but, the only thing you give a shit about, your boys, your dudes. Yeah. And it simply becomes a game of survival. Like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make sure myself and my boys all get back. There's right. no politics. There's no mission. You don't know these people you're killing. You just know that some of them are shooting at you. Whether or not I kill X amount of people has no effect on my wife and my kids and my friends back home. Like, we're not, we're not defending anybody except the guy, you know, the guy... <laughs> Who's here with me? And look, it's, that's the power. That's the power of nine eleven. I mean, we 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 have this every time we think about justification for some some uh, use of force in the Middle East. We all think, oh, where was I on nine eleven that Tuesday? You know, we all think about those those towers and that attack. And that's just been they've taken nine eleven and they've you know spread it across this entire loaf of bread it's this tiny little sliver of justification and they've you know we've used it we've used it as a blanket to just go to another 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 people's country and just kill them yeah you know it's oh well they have guns so they're obviously but well yeah we have guns here bitch like (laughs) what what would you do if if you're you know you're cutting your grass and your neighbor gets lit up by some invading arm you know like from from oh come on yeah that guy was bad i'll show you where the other ones are too i'll just 
Right. And as soon what? As he turns his back, you know, or puts his rifle down, you're gonna fucking. You're gonna you know, smoke his ass. I mean, you'd be completely right. Because you, know, you what? Why? Because you have a family. You have personal. You, you know, you have the things that make you a human to protect. That they are invading, and it, you know, if you flip the map, the map around on on Iraq and Afghanistan, it's really hard to justify. And 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 look, I think that's something that that our community is, we are working through, slowly. Um, but I find it really alarming and really chilling that we have such documented proof of just how much of a disaster. We can't even fully account for the total cost of Afghanistan. It's somewhere around four or five trillion, at least. The, the Department of Defense has a budget. They have their, the, the, the Government Accountability Office cannot even audit the DOD's financials because they're a mess. That's why all this fucking stupid veteran chest thumping just drives me crazy. You know I mean, like, it's just a complete blind eye to what we've actually done and why we actually Why are we not looking honestly at this? Because look at what all of our tax dollars are going to. This, this Department of Defense that is just ruining people's lives is almost a matter of course. And I get it. All right. Yes, there, there is national defense. There are things that, that you need a big stick for, especially in the nuclear age. I'm not so naive but i mean if you talk to most veterans or at least you know a lot of veterans you see in the internet on the internet and in the social media spheres it's it's yeah it's a lot of chest pumping well it's a lot of like you know let's just fucking kill them because liberty because freedom and while you're at it buy this shirt and brew this coffee like what a what a shallow meaningless you know like that's that you're ignoring all the most important things that 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 guess what as a veteran you have a very unique platform to speak from on you're you're wasting it for you know some notoriety maybe we're doing the same thing i don't know well i mean it hurts to watch you know like these fucking guys like they try and qualify you know they're 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 chest thumping with like i lost a friend over there or whatever you know like it's like so i i, I my buddy died for your right to fucking be an asshole or to burn a flag or whatever yeah you know what? whatever they're beating their fucking chest over you, nobody ever asks them how you know like how did him dying over there you know ensure my right to anything you know what i mean like there's this disconnect because you can't pot i mean you're disrespecting the debt you know like you want to see that guy triggered say that but 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 that to me that that's indicative of like (laughs) right like you are you're 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 so disconnected from the truth and you need to be because you can't face it you know like how how does your friend dying are you fucking fighting how did that do anything for anybody in america at yeah, least I mean, in the last two wars that we've been a part. I mean, it's just really right. hard to make that argument. It's because right. it's not there. There's right. Th- <laughs> if your friend was alive, would I not have this right? Yeah, yeah, and that's and, and look, I mean, that's the that's the car that's the hard, cold, you know, honest truth that we love to use those platitudes, and man, they make us feel really good, um, and they make us feel proud about our service, and 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 that that it wasn't all for nothing, but then. You know, then we know that's not real. You know that's not real. That's bullshit, and you know it. Of your, of your, of your, your, you know, your wall, and you realize how thin it is. Like it just doesn't add up. Yeah, it really doesn't. And 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 it's it's a shame too because there are a lot of veterans in in this country that you know are amazing, amazing people with with talents and abilities and a, and a leadership ability uh, that they've been tra- trained in them. That they're just by by pretending that um, you know we were fighting the good fight for the last fifteen years. You're you're 
I don't know. I just feel like you're you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the you know we're, we we need to uh, we need to make, pull all this shit out and put it on the table and figure out how we make sure this doesn't happen again. You're you're a cog in this fucking machine. Like this, now we need more troops in Afghanistan. Like great, you know you're gonna fucking beat your chest and say good. Let's go kill some more. Like right, except more of them are gonna die too. You know more of us are gonna more die. Of more us. of them are gonna die. And so now you're gonna have however many more thousands of people saying I lost a friend, so you had the right to do whatever the fuck you happen to be doing that pisses me off. And you know how? Like, how did this ever ensure anything for anybody in America? Like you're you're part of this thing that's sending more people to, to their death. And and like you sh you should stop that. You know? like, yeah, that's something to really really think uh, long and hard about. Right. If, if the pain that you're feeling is you know not worth you know you. It, if it hurts you, you're you're putting it on other people. You're 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 inflicting more people with the same pain, you know. And and none of us bear as much as we want to feel isolated, or much as you know you end up. You don't bear that pain alone. That event doesn't only just affect you. You know th this is this <laughs> this is such a fucking mess at this point that that, it, that I find the idea of sending more people to Afghanistan absolute <laughs> lunacy, and that that even more that it's a four star fucking general like. You want to the, the the guy that wrote that piece in uh in the, the Gazette? You, this is a joke. This you know either someone politically someone is telling him politically like hey talk about Afghanistan because we might need to go back like what? Where's the conversation? Where's the discussion? Where's the national debate on whether or not we should be doing this? Yeah. It's right, fucking we're crazy. More fucking people beating their fucking chest and saying hell yeah, yeah to sell coffee. I hope I'm in that way. You know what I mean? Like, why, bitch? So you can just fucking go shoot some people yeah. who've never been... You, you either, A, have no fucking idea what that means. Right. Or, B, you're a goddamn sociopath. Right. You know, <laughs> either way, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> right. Well, maybe the first one, oh, you, I, you'll learn. But the second, like, ah. Uh, that, that, that is not the, res the, the natural response a human should have when facing the prospect of taking other human life that didn't come to you and do a personal offense to you. This isn't vengeance. I mean, people like to make it vengeance when their friends die. Cause then you really get to justify doing, you know, doing the, the devil's work, right? If you lose your friends and this is all you put, you know, I'm just filling up the bucket that you guys dumped out. You, you sons of bitches. But yeah, right. You kicked in their door, came in their house, they killed your friends, and now you're and now you're like, oh, it's it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> now but 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 that's hey, you know, it, the, again, painful the the stark truth. That's it. If you ask, you know, that's at least part of it. You know that that you don't you don't see that conversation being had a lot. Right. To me, the role of the veteran is not to say hell yeah, let's go kill some more. You know, because you know this fucking. Whatever, whatever torment you're, you're, you're in because you've shot people or you've lost your friends, you know, you're, you're inflicting that. You're, you, yeah. People are going to die on both sides. Your job as a veteran, as far as I'm concerned, is to say, fuck it, I've seen war. War is horrible. Stop this. Let's, let, let's stop it. Right. Like, we need to talk. Like, there, there's no talking. Being on your chest is not talking. You know, like, let's fucking figure out if, one, what is victory? Two, like, who needs it? You know, like, why do we, why do we even want? What are we protecting? Yeah. What are we getting out of this? And and what is it worth? Yeah, I I mean yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I'm not. You, but you, you know, you, I could never I could never beat my chest again and say let's go fucking kill some motherfuckers. You know, like I, I'm not interested. I don't want anybody no I know to die. Anybody I don't know to die. You know, because why? Right. Why Why is there a need for them to die? You know, for for, for freedoms? Question mark. 
<laughs> for this bullshit idea of you know free uh, freedoms. You know, the, and kind of the start of this conversation for you and I, because we started having it about a month ago, was Chelsea Manning. Yeah. And and I, Chelsea Manning gets a gets a uh, her sentence commuted by Obama as one of his the last things on his way out, and so she's getting out in May. And obviously, the military hates her because she leaked confidential information um, that made it to the public. Now, there's no, there's been no real, uh, as far as I know, there's been no proof like connecting any of the things she leaked to actual Americans or coalition people, personnel, forces, whatever, um, being attacked. And some of the stuff she leaked was, you know, U.S. forces smoking non-combatants. And the conversation in the veteran community was, that's war. And I say to this guy, I say, yeah, yeah. And I say to him, I'm like, look, that's only war because that's not your dad. Or your son, or your daughter, or your fucking brother. That's the only reason you get to completely, you know, intellectually separate yourself from that event and say, that's war. Get bent, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you've never seen a fucking invading force in your backyard, you know, like that's indiscriminately war. fucking kicking in doors and shooting people, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it's really easy for you to say when it affects you in, you know, not in the slightest way. Not a, not in the least. You're gonna go buy your fucking McDonald's and go to work or go to. You're, you're gonna go do whatever it is you, you you were gonna do anyway. This is this is this might as well be happening in a dimension that doesn't exist to you. you might as well, right. You might as well be watching fucking Star Wars, watching stormtroopers get shot, <laughs> it's, eating your fucking popcorn. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's, 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 the fuck? Star Wars. That's Those a great. Those are, you know, these are these are real people and they're really dying. You that's know? real like, blood, man. That, yeah, and and whether or not you can see the blood, it's a fucking black and white monitor. Like it, it's real, you know. Like there's a fucking pool of blood over there. We love. Fuck. I feel like people, especially in the military, and you see this more, I guess, maybe in the leadership or the officer ranks. But we love to like take this, you know. Oh, I'm swirling my my brandy or my scotch around, and we're talking high-minded tactics and what Clausewitz should have done. And oh, and we like to think about that in the military. And, hey, there's a lot of fun tactical, strategic conversations to have, and you can be gung ho about that stuff. But I mean, you don't really hear a lot of the philosophical or the ethical conversations from our community as much and i think that that's kind of what we're pushing here because and maybe it's it's difficult when you don't maybe you don't want to get to what the ethical or philosophical uh implications are of of oef and oif you know because maybe they're really damning for you personally for us you know and this is pure speculation but you know, a lot of there's a lot of um, stuff being done to talking about, you know, veteran suicide. And, and, and it's terrible if the numbers are, are as clean as they look or, are, you know, are presented as the 22 a day. There's 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 some there's some haze around that number. But but part of that is like, hey, some of these people are just over overcome with guilt. If you ask me. Because there's you come back and you're like fuck these people don't even know that we were over there just just killing them <laughs> for, for nothing and that's shitty. It's horrible. You come back and you you feel like you should be shit on. You know, like you've done some shit. You've done some horrible morally not even it's not morally questionable. Like it's bad. Some- Reprehensible. Right, whether or not you were the trigger puller, you were a fucking wheel on the on, on, on the bus that ran a bunch of people over. You know what I mean? Like, 
and, and now you come home and you're, you're praised for it, you know, and given a discount on Applebee's. Right. And right. You get called a hero. You get called a fucking, you know, a patriot, whatever the fuck it is, you know, and, and people, people clap for you and you don't feel like people should be clapping for you. But, you know, like if you only knew, you know, if you, if you've only seen what I see, yeah. you know, like you wouldn't be clapping. It's horrible, you know? And, and that's, oh man, that, and to come home from that and to fucking beat your chest and say, hell yeah, we, we didn't kill enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? You're not thinking about this, man. Right. Either you're a fucking monster or you didn't see <laughs> shit. You're trying to fucking impress me. Yeah. You, yeah. Ex- yeah. You, you've got a complex for not having been one of the guys where, you know, that. Or you're just, you're, you, you really need a detachment because you can't connect to like what you've actually right. done or what you've been a part of. Yeah. I think there are people that, that, that actually come from the infantry community, you know, that, that, bump their chest i mean obviously yeah but, uh, but again my i charge them I, my challenge to them is are you thinking honestly about your service and your actions like you personally like what did you do like what happened because of your involvement in this and, right you know, is it is it good or bad you know and have you made any kind of have you have you even attempted to make any kind of peace or or, or to look at that without some kind of bullshit fucking ditty in the back of your head, you know, like let go of the nostalgia for five minutes and think about that. Right. You, you drank the Kool-Aid and you, you won't drink anything else. Mm. You know? They were bad, so I shot them. I'm a hero. I'm like, yeah, except. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, man, we, we, we really went down the... Uh, Sorry. We took the black pill <laughs> for episode three. <laughs> Fuck blue or red. We're going down <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, again, I, is 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 um maybe it's not the best entertainment in the world to listen to that conversation, but I'll tell you what, um it should get your it should get your wheels turning because essentially that's all we're all of us at rtbmag.com, I mean, we're all trying to figure our our service out. We're writing and producing content because yeah, we think that veterans are are underserved in that that particular space. But at the same time, we're sharing some of these things with 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 the world because, you know, we're admitting that hey, we are the losing team coming back trying to figure out how that works in America and why the fuck we were in that fight in the first place and what you know what is our responsibility and role now, right? As I'm citizens kind of, again, I, as a veteran, I'd like to know how I can best serve the future. You know, like my, my, the past is done. I did what I did. Right. Whatever happened. The present, you know, is it worth it to either like be reflective about what I've done, what I've done and what I've been a part of, or is it more important to me to fucking beat my chest and get, <laughs> get a free fucking blooming onion, you know, but, but you know, my, yeah. my, as far as I understand my role, I, I, I would like my role to be to pass the baton. Fit. Right. Right. To say, this is what I've seen and this is what I know about war. And I didn't know this going in and you may not know it now, but you need to know it before. This you is do. important. Right. You should, you as future Marines or future civilians thinking about joining the Marine Corps have no idea what it's about and why you're doing it, but you need to, you need to see something other than chest beating from veterans, from people who have been there because you know, that's war is a lot more than fucking yeah. high fiving and fucking and call of duty. Right, it's not. They're and cool not gear. They, they bleed all over you. You know, it's, it's, you gotta wash it off, and it stays. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the worst. It's the worst of all things. Yeah, and I'm not gonna beat my chest and try. I'm not gonna sacrifice the future for the moment. You know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, I don't I don't care if you're impressed with me or you call me a pussy. You know, like I'm not I'm not saying we didn't kill enough. I'm saying we killed too many. Yeah. And and on on really really questionable grounds. Well, all right. Let's table. Let's table. <laughs> Say the ethics of uh, Afghanistan. I mean, as we get ready to go back, um, we got an email. We got an email from from a, a Marine, active duty, currently in. He's on his second enlistment, so he's already reenlisted once, and he's um, he's two years into his second four year contract. So he wrote us an email, and he wants to know whether or not uh, he wants to keep us anonymous. Which we'll 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 keep you. We'll get you in hot water, dog. We got you, dog. Um, he wants to know whether or not he should push to the full 20. He's, he's feeling the heat six years in with, you know, potentially three more contracts to sign. Uh, and he's got, he's got some kids. He's got a wife. He's like, on the one hand, it's scary to get out with a family and to not really know if you're going to have, you know, an $80,000 a year job lined up and, and everything and, and health care for all the kids, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you know, he's like, I'm tired of fucking humping. You know, he's a grunt. Like, he's, he's tired of putting a, a pack on and, and walking for 15 miles. And, and especially now, we're not, you know, grunts aren't getting to do their job, which we just railed on for 30 minutes. But um, that actually, you know, for the uninitiated or the, the, the green, that's a, like a moral negative, a morale negative, you know? They want to get out. They want to, grunts want to fight, right? And when they're not fighting and they're just humping, it, it all seems pointless. So <laughs> what, what do you yeah. think, Doc? Get in or stay out? Or what? <laughs> stay what in or get out? What do, what do you think this guy should do? Well, I think he should get out. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. I think everybody oh, should get out. <laughs> just, ma- just hashtag boycott the military. Man, this is getting, dude, this is like, we're going to be on the uh, on the Russia, um, the Russia apologist media list real quick i feel like with all this anti-american <laughs> no it's not i i know i know I'm, I'm i'm telling jokes but um i'm just saying like no matter how small of a cog you are in the machine you're still you a cog are, in the machine you're in the machine and what does that machine do you know like mostly just kills people <laughs> I mean, mostly kills people yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, well, now I can't possibly. How the fuck am I going to tell this guy to stay in? After you, I, I mean, yeah, get go. My my thing is this, you know, my my time in the military definitely. I I look at it as mostly a positive. I mean, I think I choose to look at it as a positive and just to take. I'm going to take the good things that it gave me and and run with them. Um. You know that it's got me into writing and, and making content is something I'm infinitely thankful for. But at the same time, like people ask me about going in, I'm like, Dude, why the fuck would you want to join the military right now? For what? Yeah. You know what? Are you, what are we defending? We're just we're just basically being uh, an empire, and you're just uh, you're just signing up to defend that. Yeah, you're you're in an, an occupying force. Yeah, man, we are. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah I, and. and Hey, that pays for college. What a what a great trade for you, um, but what a terrible trade for the rest of humanity. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, you're building your life at the expense of yeah of of your soul. Or and and if you think we're the only veterans that are wrestling, that's bullshit. Look at look at the white donkey. Read the white donkey. Um, it's Terminal Lance, the Max Max Yariarte or whatever. I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough last name to, to say, but um. 
you know, that's there's some stuff in that in that graphic novel that's like, fuck, that's that's hard to look at. Yeah, that's kind of damning of of us. You know, we were over there kind of chasing our own sense of adventure in a lot of ways. I mean, I know part that was part of what was in part of my thing. Like, oh, my God, I get to go be the good guy, play with guns and jump from helicopters. You know, like just do all this crazy. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. And it's it's your old guy, you know. You're it, facing either going to college for another, you know, going to another four years of school, yeah. getting a job, or jumping out of helicopters with guns, being wild. Right, like that's really appealing to a lot of people. I can work at Target. I can go sit in a classroom for another four years. Or I can fucking jump out of helicopters and. So yeah, I guess the the ultimate advice is like, look, man, do what you got to do for your family. Like, I'm not going to tell you to do something that's going to put your family at risk. I think there's ways there's ways you can set yourself up. Maybe start a year or a year and a half before you go to transition out. But there are ways to make that process smooth, to to put your ducks in a row. You're not going to find a friendlier country and a friendlier private sector than you are right now. <laughs> okay, I promise you that. That won't last forever. Um, people are desperate to give veterans jobs it would seem so i don't do what's right for you you know but uh consider yeah i mean consider what what our mission is as a military right now as a as a defense behemoth <laughs> and consider do you yeah do you want to keep punching in punching the time card for that that effort i don't know listen to your conscience yeah I was, I was like, man, this this will be a, like a, a good funny segment. Like I imagine people will probably email us f- like funny questions. They want funny advice. They're like, oh, you know, I gotta choose between. I've got fifty bucks. Do I get more booze or more hookers? You know, oh, let me let's put on our thinking cap, doc. <laughs> you know? But uh, this was <laughs> this was a lot more serious than I was preparing get for. Get the chalkboard out. We got some bathroom. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but thanks to him and, and yeah all you other marines don't have, you don't have to be a marine be soldier sailor whatever <laughs> we'll tell you to, we'll tell you to get out uh, but no send us uh, send us an email on, on a question or some advice you need we'll get you out of a tight spot maybe or maybe we'll make it worse god knows <laughs> hey, maybe we'll know. ruin your life okay. hey, I'll run a disclaimer at the beginning of the show just say <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes only so any actual things you take from this seriously, that's on you. Um, that does it for episode three, which I almost feel like this is it's a reboot of the show. It's felt like almost an episode one in a lot of ways. Yeah. What do you for think, sure. man? For sure. We got a little, we got maybe a little heavy. Oh, I know I do that. I think we, <laughs> oh, we do that. And, and, but you know what? That's uh, again, that's where the, the soft creamy feeling is. I mean, I think it needs to be said. You know, I dude. think you're right. And that's why we're here. Um, I think it was a great show. Yeah. I'm stoked about it. Um, one more shout out. Again, listeners, viewers, watchers, whatever. Audience. Blessed, blessed. <laughs> audience. Um, follow us on Twitter to stay up to date on all the latest content coming out of rtbmag.com. Visit the website. We're going to make... I'm, I'm going to make it better. I realize it sucks. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, but but visit the site for all these content. Follow us on Twitter at RTBMag. Um, and also on Facebook. We put a lot of our shit up on there too. Send us an email, RTBMag at gmail.com. Um, and shit. I mean, I think that does it. 
That's a wrap. We will be back next week for episode four of the AS show. And you can expect to um, to see us weekly, to hear from us weekly as we, we roll out this new show format. So I'm pumped about that. Mr. Cataldo, it's always a pleasure. And listeners, thanks again for checking in. Make sure you uh, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Tell your friends, and we will see you next week. Peace.